Welcome to Punchboard Paradise, coming to you from the heartland of America in Omaha, Nebraska, where we discuss the world of tabletop gaming, the topics that affect the board game community, and give honest and fair reviews to the industry's hottest games. In episode 97, the Punchboarders talk about some recent plays, we reach into the mailbag to answer a question, and then we draft our favorite games from 2021. Hey, everybody, I'm Clef. Hey, I'm Chad. Uh, I'm Richie. Uh, 2021 is in the books. It is. Oh, a little bit better of a year than 2020. <laughs> the low sure. bar. That was low a bar. low bar. <laughs> <laughs> a low bar. All right, just trying to look on the bright side. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. I appreciate looking on yeah, the bright side. So. I mean, you know, so for my holiday, we, uh, we got together with... Uh, with family, which was nice. My mom has, she's got certain immunity issues. So we had to mask up, but we all got together, which was really nice because we hadn't done it in like basically two years. And nice. so, I, oh man, we played so many games. I played, I played probably with, with my, uh, with my sister's partner. I played probably 15 games of no thanks back to back. Ooh, wow. He just wanted to keep playing it. Wow. Yeah. Two player, no thanks? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. It's just that other people would other people would come to the table and be like, come on over, you gotta play this, or you know. Wow, that's yeah. cool. that you can play two players. No, I don't think oh, so either. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> we it was mostly four and uh four and five. Yeah. And yeah, he just he was like, Oh, let's play again. Oh, you're gonna take that? Oh man, no, 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 no. You know, like that's he was cool. he was having that's, a great time. That's so. great. Right, that's yeah. great. We played a lot of card games as well. We uh I picked up the mission, the the new one though. The right, the, uh-huh. the underwater deep, yeah, the deep, deep sea mission. Whatever True. it is, yeah. yeah, yeah. So a lot of lot of hands of that, and you don't even need to. After you're done with that, you don't even like. I don't think I still have the other crew, and I don't mm-hmm. think I'll ever play it because it's uh, the, the yeah, way like that the, the missions are way better. In yeah, this, yeah. For sure. Are they really? Yeah, so worth yeah. playing. Well, you oh. know, like in uh, the original crew, like towards the end, where they kind of the missions start getting a little funky. It's not just taking uh-huh. a certain number. All the entire deck is like that. Okay, and all the missions are like that, which is nice. Okay, yeah. I see. I I enjoyed it and I played it for a while, but I never really got that far in it. But I've heard that the new one is is better, so I might have to try that one night. Definitely good. Yeah, there was a lot of it. It was light gaming, but I mean, the family was was addicted. Well, I didn't really do much gaming Christmas wise because uh, you know I I basically just re- relaxed after a season of retail in uh, the wonderful Christmas time. But uh, I did get some really good games in on uh, New Year's Eve. Yeah, I'd heard you were having a little bit of a New Year's yeah. Eve get-together. Yeah, had, we had quite a few people over and, and got to play some fun games. And I actually got to uh, play Five Points, uh, the one that Derek uh, suggested and that I purchased, you know, oh, while yeah, we were yeah, on yeah. there. Yeah, the last uh, yeah. mailbag question yeah. that we, yeah, had we had from Derek Kibler, yeah. Yeah, and I, uh, so I got to play that, and it's a good game. It is, I mean... So it held up, because we, we yeah. played it with Josh as well. Yes, yeah. It held up for the second yeah. play. It still held up for the second play. Nice. It's still very interesting. It's, it's a fun little puzzle, for sure. Well... I want you to tell me about that, but I was actually surprised, I will say, to see that it was an Andreas Stedding game. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, it doesn't yeah. look like an Andreas Stedding no, game, which ugly. is cool. <laughs> yeah. No, so yeah, we played that. You know, it's a nice little area control game. It's definitely, it's not the best looking game in the world, as as Derek said. But, uh, you know, I mean, the start player marker is literally a little just 
shit. <laughs> that's the star play. That's it. So yeah, that's player. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, but whatever. I mean, it was fine, and you know, uh, it's a nice little area control game. Um, I'm not very good at it. I'll tell you that much. But uh, but I enjoyed it. Are you just putting putting men in in the districts or yeah, little you're putting, guys and putting rabble in the districts, you know, and trying to win and trying to get your bosses in there. And uh, the game can end with either you getting all five of your bosses out there or uh, other ways like uh, removing all these certain colored uh, uh, chits that match up with the different districts, you know, and then right. you score victory points. But it was fun. It was no, good. No, it's a solid little game. Yeah. And uh, yeah, because I like the, the as far as the strategy of the game, you're trying to determine where the vote is going to take place. Yeah. And based on how many cubes are out there is you know, wherever tile has the most cubes, that's where a vote is going to take place. And then it will also affect the adjacent tiles. Right. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of push and pull trying to, yeah. you know, well, and then the, take the, control of where the vote's going to take place. Right. At. And then I, I think the thing that makes the game really good is then there are always these four special tiles that are off to the side and you can put cubes on those also to try to take control of them. And it might be like literally get two extra votes in every single election that is held. Or it might be, you know, move a building from one place to another. And these buildings have special powers or even move an entire neighborhood, which is you could like move it to where it's going to be the election, you know, is going to be held so that you can get these special colored chits that score your points at the end of the game. Those sound um, like the special powers that get handed out a little bit in, uh, in Tammany a Hall. A little bit. I yeah. mean, it, had had feelings of Tammany Hall for sure. Definitely. The I mean the the ones that you bid on, you only get them for one round. The buildings, if you can really lock, I mean, it depends on the buildings because there are, a, I mean, there's not a ton, but there's a, a fair amount of buildings. You only play with two every game, right? But uh, the ones that we had when we played, one gave you two of your, I don't know what they call them, your little cubes, whatever. Oh, rabble, yeah, rabble, yeah. yeah. Gave you two of those, which was great, like just to have that as steady income, because yeah. otherwise you run out of them pretty quick. Yeah, uh, I can't remember what the other one was, but if you can lock those down and hold them for a game, you're in pretty good shape. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So it had a lot of yeah, a lot of things to think about. Excellent game. I mean, I was I'm very happy that I have it. Um, you know, it's definitely going to get some play for me. Very and I, cool. You can get it cheap. I looked it up on eBay, and I mean, they're going from anywhere from like eight dollars up. Wow. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Not, right. not an expensive game to get for sure. So, yeah. Okay. Well, so Chad, I hope you got to play something else besides no thanks. I did. I, I got to play uh, some 2021 games, which we'll talk about here uh, in a little bit. But I also got to play a game that Board Game Geek says came out in 2020, but it was not available here till 2021. And it was a good family game. Uh, you know, I would love to play this with with your wife, Missy, but you wouldn't really like it that much. I don't think, but it is a game here in the States. It's put out by arcane wonders. And I believe it's nouveau Andrew nouveau. Um, it's called picture perfect. And oh, I've heard, okay. I've heard about yeah, this. I just played that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, maybe you can, you can chime in with your opinion. I did not play with the auction. Very, I'm sorry. Did we? We, we played just the basic game okay. to start. Yeah. Uh, I should, I want to amend that, by the way. Anthony Nouveau was, is the designer on this, and Corax Games is the uh, European publisher. But uh, in this game, it is very much like if you had to take a family picture, um, those kind of puzzles like Susie wants to be near Johnny, but Johnny wants to be in the middle. And, you know, and, and so you have things like that, but it's in little packages you get in envelopes like Clue. And those are scattered to each player. 
uh, and they're kind of randomized and they go in the envelopes of different characters and everybody has their own little setup and they are setting up the cardboard figures, how they think that the three preference cards in that character's envelope want them to be, but they all interact. And so it is like a little, a logic puzzle. And so you are setting up behind a screen as you go through these cards. And then you have these uh, this other deck of cards that the start player turns over every round. And it's like a new rule. Like, okay, everybody starting with the start player gets to choose from one of the packet envelopes still left out. Or everybody trades, play, trades uh, their envelope left to right or different things like that. And so... You, you're slowly by process of elimination trying to get as much information as you can so that the people, these little cardboard figures you're stationing around this dinner table setup, they're all getting in position for the character, uh, for the photo. Then after all the cards have been played and, uh, the round is over, I think it's, uh, maybe seven or eight cards, seven or eight rounds. Then you, basically reveal and you pull out each envelope and you see if you fulfilled the three preferences for each character. And if you didn't fulfill any preferences, you get minus points. So sometimes if you really just don't have a clue, you might not want to put that character out there. Uh, then it does encourage you to kind of take a picture, which everybody had fun with my son, you know, used his iPad and took a picture and everybody enjoyed everybody's picture. There's even a Corgi and a house plant that you have to place. And so I've heard that house plant. Is yeah. Very, yeah. Uh, needy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't want its face shown. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's like, okay, gotcha. Uh, but, uh, we just played the basic variant. There is an auction variant where you're basically like paying points, I think, to get other people's information, uh, which would be very interesting once you have played the basic game, I think. But it was really fun. Finn uh, Finn really liked it because he likes those logic puzzles in school. And uh, it's just fun arranging your, your tableau and having like a little uh, story to tell at the end of the photo. And it moves pretty quick. Yeah, it's very fast. And we played we, we played with four. I did pick up the, the five to six expansion. That's a game that I think the more the merrier. Yeah, I totally agree. So, uh, but yeah, taking the photo was kind of the highlight and everyone, you know, passing around, scoring it. And yeah, it was fantastic games. Definitely a, a nice surprise. Yeah. And and I, I I really feel like it is something that, you know, you can bring out and people are like, oh, this is a board game, you know, and it's just right. a different feeling to just about anything you can think of. So it's a nice little thing to have. If you have a larger collection and you like to have things that are just different, this is this is one to take a look at. It's not heavy by any means, but if you have people that like logic puzzles and, uh, and you know, just as a group like to get together, this with the five to six player expansion looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, I think it's perfect for holidays because yep. especially when you have a lot of non-gamers around and even if you have gamers around, it's an interesting theme. It's something you haven't seen as a gamer and then you can easily get it played with people who aren't into games. So that's uh, Picture Perfect from Arcane Wonders. Uh, hey, have you heard of uh, Richard Garfield? Yes, I have. Yeah. Have you heard of uh, Ken Jennings? Mm -hmm. Yes, I have. Uh, have you heard they made a board game together? I actually have. I haven't. Okay. Well, they did, and I played it. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you about it. <laughs> All right. Uh, it is called Half Truth. Okay. Okay. Um, and basically is, this is a party game and it's a, you know, just a very simple trivia game. And what it is, is, uh, there will be a card that comes out that will have six answers on it. Okay. There's one question obviously, and there's six answers 
three of which will be true, three of which will not be true. And then you have uh, letters A, B, C, D, E, F, and G, I think it is, whatever the six is. And on your, when, when it's not your turn, when everybody, they'll just basically put out a letter of the ones that they think are correct. So if I think B, C, and D are correct, I would, I could put out B, C, and D. However, maybe I only think I know two of the answers. Well, in that case, then I would just put out two of the answers. Or I could even just, if I just think I have one of them right, I could simply put out one of them. Or as I did a lot, if I had no clue, I just mixed up the six letters and let one drop and say, I sure hope that that's one of them. Because sometimes, literally, and I'm talking, some of these questions are just, you know, like, uh, here's one that I remember. Which of these movies was longer than three hours? And like it had The Godfather, it had Saving Private Ryan, The Green Mile, uh, Dances with Wolves. I don't know, stuff like that. And it's like, wow, you know I mean? That's really tough for you to go, well, I think this is, but I don't know. I would have thought all of them. Uh, <laughs> I think everything and, except Saving Private Ryan. But so, no. well, anyways, but I mean, like, and, and it showed it afterwards, but like The Godfather was two hours and 58 minutes. Are you, you kidding know? me? No, yeah. Oh, man, yeah. that's what uh, I would have That's the one thing that I remember. So like, shoot. And another, you know, a couple of the other were just like a minute over. So it's like really close. Hmm. So I mean, they're mm. tough to kind of, okay. you know, it's not like slam yeah. dunks. It's not like a Euro trip and Godfather, right. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right? You know, you gotta, got it. You get there. They're, so it, it was interesting. Now, okay. that being said, there was a mechanic with it that I did not like with this game. I liked the trivia. I thought it was interesting. But basically, before you start to answer, you always roll a die. When you roll the die, it's going to come up with a with a number, and it's usually it's is there's like a two, three, and a four. I think as of these positive numbers, there's another one that like uh, has, is like where you're trying to guess the wrong answers, which sometimes can really mess with your brain when you've been trying to guess the right answers, and then you've got to try to guess the wrong ones, so you have to put the things out. But the thing that's kind of weird about it is, okay, look, let's say you rolled the four, all right? You're going to score a certain amount of points by moving up this round tracker at the end of the round. And so moving up the thing is is pretty beneficial. So like if a four is rolled, it's almost better just to answer one answer to because if you're right, you get to move up that four. But if you guess three answers and one of them is just wrong, you get nothing, mm. all right? Nothing, all right? <laughs> to quote, Willy Wonka, you get nothing. <laughs> um, so that, but if you guess, if you get two of them right, you get one additional victory point. And if you get all three of them right, you just get two additional victory points. It was almost, almost never worth it to really, unless you flat out knew the answers, it was almost never worth it to try to answer all three for sure. Because if, you know, if you're just a little bit off, you really thought Godfather was it and it's not, like I said, then you don't get any points at all. So I didn't like the fit. There was not enough reward for trying to go for two or three answers. Uh, and so I, I would have almost liked to see there being more points. Now I think most people, non-gamers, I don't think it's going to matter to them. They're just going to have fun with it. But I think is, you know, and I played with a few gamers and we were all like, the core part of it's fine, but how that dice, I almost would have just rather have been, you know, you just scored 
one point if you got one right, you score two points if you you know, or and then four points if you get all three. Something that way, as opposed to how this random dice was rolled or whatever. And like I said, I I didn't like the picking them wrong, even since I mean I realize maybe you might know. Well, I really know that one's wrong, you know, as opposed to maybe you know which one's right. But it was just it kind of was weird of how you made your and and a lot of times people would do the wrong thing. And then you'd reveal them and they'd like, Oh, that's what I meant to do the other way. And I was like, yeah, okay. You know, type of thing. So I like it. I thought it was fun. It's, it's a very good for just a kind of quick party. non game. I don't think this one's going to be something that I would play a ton and especially not with gamers or whatever, hmm. but yeah, it was cheap. I mean, I don't remember how much it was. I mean, 20 bucks or whatever. So it wasn't, wasn't bad. Um, yeah. So that's half truth by Mr. Richard Garfield and Ken Jennings. You know what, though? I'll have to check that out because that sounds like a game. My sister is always wanting to play trivia games. And most yeah. of them, I feel like, you know, you either know it or you don't, and that's no fun. And yeah. it's just like, uh, so. if, if I was to say, you know, I mean, wits and wagers would be the closest thing I have where it's like you don't always have to know perfectly the answer and you can kind of, you know, hedge your bets a little bit. I, at least I had that feel where you're not just having to know the exact answer type of thing. Ah, okay. But yeah, but it's a good game worth checking out. Uh, well, you know, it sounds like a better, you know, party type game than my sister made me play at Christmas, which was, it was called, I won't get into it, but basically it's called the misery index. And it's basically like card line, you know, where you're trying to slot cards into this, this line and get rid of your hands. Almost like wavelength. Almost. Uh, no, no, okay. just, I mean, like card line mixed with cards against humanity, Ooh. which <laughs> not a good and no it sounds bad yeah with it was mother? awful I played it with my mom yeah that was awful uh, yeah it was it was really not not uh, yeah anyway so 15 games of no thanks was much better than that <laughs> okay <laughs> so don't pick up the misery index punch punch well uh, speaking of things that uh, don't feel like misery let's check the mail bag Question from Matthew S. He wants to know what is our least favorite game to teach. Now, so, so actually, a game that we really like, yes, but don't want don't want to teach. Okay, yes. okay. yeah. And I, I'm going to go first because I'm going to oh. steal this from Chad because I know he's going to give the same answer. Okay. Potentially, I'm going to make him think of something else. <laughs> Matai and I is terrible to teach. Mm. It's it's horrible. It is. It's, it's really hard to teach. And now I've played it because it's online now. So I've played it, you know, close to a hundred times and. I still would have difficulty teaching it. Yep. It's one getting someone just to grasp. I mean, the theme is wacky. Anyways, your monks in a, you know, working in a temple and you got a gift shop and you got, you worry about sales and all this other stuff. doesn't make any sense. Wow. The card play doesn't really make any sense as far as with that theme. So there's really not much to, to, to ground them with when you're trying to teach them. Let's pretend that you could pick another game to lead them into it. Is there any game out there that you would teach first and then groom them to play Matai and I? I have not played any of the other Chuddicks in that line. So I know there's the dinosaur one. Okay. Um, yeah. You I think Christ likes that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Glory to Rome, my, my Glory to Rome game got uh, rained out. When we were down here, oh. <laughs> we lost got, power. It was a blackout. Blackout, yeah. yeah. So We lost some water real fast after that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I don't even really have a game that I could think to, to teach them with. Maybe Ukraine, but I, I've heard that that's lighter right. compared to it. So, maybe. Yeah. 
Well, then I have to take the one that that I thought you were going to take right off the bat before you started mentioning my name, and that's Root. Uh, See, I don't have. I've played Root so many times. I don't have the, a, as big of an issue, but I have. I also have not had to teach a whole new group. Yeah. Usually it's like one more person. Yeah. And it's not so bad to just to teach one more. person. Okay, that's what I was thinking though. Is like bringing it to the table with new people. Yeah, that new would be people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, and I'll just go into it. Most people know how Root plays by Cole Worley, but the issue is, is that every faction plays, uh, differently and pretty radically differently. I would say kind of like a coin game, but coin games, if you played one, you kind of have a sense where you just get your little menu of actions and you know how to move your troops around and stuff. But uh, Root is a little bit of a different beast in that way. And so to teach people what they're supposed to be doing on a first play and also how to look out for what the other people are doing is kind of a bear. Uh, you have to really babysit around the table your first teach for a lot of, pe- you know, a lot of different players for that game. Good. Both of those are good picks. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw three out. <laughs> throw three. Okay. Yeah. All go right. for it. Uh, the first one is food chain magnate because it's not necessarily hard to teach, but it's hard to teach, and then you're still having constantly having to try to explain as you go along yeah you and can't just teach them and let them run wild right they'll lose the game immediately they'll well, get hammered yes but i mean but then you know it's almost like well, okay well now i'm teaching you strategy to strategize against it's just a really yeah it's that type of game that it is hard okay the other one a game that i actually really like now but i just cannot stand teaching it tricarion it's so hard yeah because there's hidden information, and I always find any game that there's hidden information is harder to teach than games that are open because it's like, okay, you now need to hide what actions you're going to put here, and that's going to determine your whole thing that you're <laughs> going to try to do, and there's just so much going on. So Tricarion would definitely be another pick for me. And that to me, and usually this is how I teach it, is you you just have to do a round real quick. You're like, okay, let's just pretend you're taking some actions. Just take some random actions with these with these dice here. Set up your screen and pick your things and then turn over and, right. and now you'll right. see how it goes. Right. Uh, and then I think somebody even mentioned it. Feudum. I mean, the reason I got rid oh, of that yeah. game. Yeah. It's the reason, <laughs> only reason I got rid of the game because I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was interesting. But literally, I was just like, I'm never teaching this again. Well, you kind yeah. of, I think when you have taught it in the past, you were always like, we're going to play this. Watch this 40-minute video. Right. <laughs> and it's still an hour teach. Oh. Yeah. Even if you've watched that 40-minute video, yeah, it's I an hour at, teach. At Great Plains Game Festival that one time yeah, where, you know, a, it's an and hour it, was, teach. it was nice Saturday morning, nice and early, and it was mm-hmm. still like, oh, man, we got done. I mean, I was like ready. But to I did enjoy exhausted. it. Yeah. I enjoyed some. I bought it knowing that I'll never play it again. <laughs> it's just a, a nice little showpiece on, wow. the, on the yeah. shelf. Can you yeah. imagine though being that guy? Like that guy, that artist, such good art. Can you imagine mm-hmm. being that guy? He's like, hey, I did my art for a board game. Unfortunately, <laughs> nobody ever wants to teach or play it. Yeah, there's got to be group. I mean, they they release more stuff for it. Yeah, so there's yeah. groups out yeah, there that play out there just few them. So, yeah. It is um, a pretty game though. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm sure anybody could say any Lacerda game. Obviously, yeah, yeah. Gonna, I mean, that's yeah, like six months, and you're like. Okay, yeah. I guess I got to go back to the I, rule book. Yeah, I, not only I got to go relearn it before I can go back <laughs> yeah, and teach yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I think that happens with us just in board gaming. You just know there are games where 
you're not going to get them to the table as much just because it's it's going to be a hard teach. And, True. Yeah. Good question, though. Yeah. Yeah. Thank question, you, Matthew. Matthew. Yeah. Speaking of uh, members of the Punch Bunch, we've got a new patron. Woo! Thank you very, very much from the Punch Borders to our man across the pond, David Fox. We very much appreciate you becoming a patron. We are thankful to all of our patrons, and we know that uh, not everybody is able to do that, and we completely understand. So we really appreciate any support, which is clicks, likes, retweets, uh, recommending to your friend, uh, giving a review of the podcast, all those sort of things. And so we are very thankful to you for all of them. Thanks. Can they, can they just go and like stand out on a street corner and just start you like, you know, hey, yeah, yeah absolutely. Maybe, Clef, maybe you can make a spinning sign that we can give to somebody. Ooh, you know, one of those. Like, like, yeah, like, yeah. A, like, a, like yeah. oh, come here to get your taxes yeah. done. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> They can dress up like in a palm tree yeah, like costume. Exactly. And, ooh, I like I it. Mean, I, like, oh, I like yeah, it. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> you know? Now I'm starting to think about what you do if you lose the draft. Ooh, oh, gosh. <laughs> that does not sound good. <laughs> I would not like that. Especially not right now. It's right. like negative oh, right. four. Yeah, that would be a... <laughs> okay, next person, to <laughs> yeah. next person to lose has to stand out next week in jean shorts on the corner with, <laughs> with a spinning sign. All right, never mind. All right, maybe they got to wait till May before they have to do that. Speaking of May... May. Whoa, what's happening in May? I heard that we are half booked up for our uh, our Punchboard Paradise Ooh. Con. We for the hotel rooms, we are half booked right now. I like it. Half booked. So um so that leaves us and I'm just flat out I'll tell you that it's going to leave us with about 14 rooms that we have right now to book. Uh plenty of day passes still or weekend, weekend passes. passes. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> Thursday through Sunday passes. It covers you for the whole but, car. Uh, yep. the, yeah. The hotels are filling up fast. So if you are interested, please make sure that you get signed up as quickly as possible uh, so that uh, we can get you in there. Hopefully we'll still be okay. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's not like a rush or anything, but I mean, if you're interested, probably head in there or at least give me an email and, and let me know and, and we'll, we'll see what we can do. Punchboardparadise at gmail.com. And and speaking of punchboardparadise at gmail.com, uh, know that we are fast approaching episode 100. We have some really good ones, but we would love to have a few more. If you would love to, uh, you're a member of the Punch Bunch and you'd love to send us a little quick voice snippet uh, on Gmail of what you would like to sit down and play with the punch boarders. We would love to hear it. Right. They're still getting a bottle of honey from Aaron, right? He's, no, no. What? He said no. 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 All right. Well, maybe, <laughs> hey, maybe we can send him one of these little uh, candy heart things that sure. you gave yeah. Richie and I to eat. Yeah, I know. You bet. While we're podcasting. So while we're podcasting, I'm sitting over here. And it's sugar, so I'm going to yeah. eat it. Yeah. yeah. But See? I got to do it out of the microphone. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so if anybody hears anything, yeah, apologize. Yeah, right. <laughs> ah, Richie's so good at editing, he'll, we'll never know. He's amazing. He's a master. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, you know what we're ready to do? Is that oh. draft? Cue that music, Richie. Okay, hey, it's time to do a little drafting, and it's this is one of my favorite drafts. I really uh, the top games of twenty twenty one is always exciting to do a year end review. And so uh, let's get into it. Richie, tell everybody how we draft here on the wonderful world of Punchboard Paradise. I decided to pop one of those uh, 
little sugar hearts <laughs> in my mouth. <laughs> right as I throw it to you. All right. So on Punchboard Paradise, we like to have unique lists. That's why we draft. So we're going to do a serpentine draft, which all that means is if you draft last in the first round, you're going to draft first in the second round. We're going to roll off. No punishments okay. yet from... Right. So this will be the first draft that we will use the new punishment. So we'll use that come, new punishment. We're, still, we're last, still shopping around punishments. Right. We got more but stuff. But we'll, we'll definitely throw that in there. Okay. No, I lose again. So oh. It doesn't even matter. Richie got good. first. Woo. Uh, I don't know if I care about going first. Oh, you just want to get doubles? Mm, it might what? matter. It might matter. I'll go double. I'm going to go last. Woo. Wow. I'm going to go last. All right. Uh, Chad, you're going to go first. Okay. I'll take it. <laughs> Thanks. It, it fits because I got a little bit higher than him, so I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, I think that works. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Richie. So we should say here, by the way, uh, fair or not, we have to use a criterion for this list, and that is that it appears as 2021 uh, on the BGG uh, Board Game Geek website as a 2021 print. Now, uh, for a lot of us here in the United States, unfortunately, we haven't gotten some of those that are listed that way, such as Golem, Arc Nova, those kinds of things. So uh, those probably won't be in our draft, but just know that that's the criteria we're using for this draft. And without further ado, I'll submit my first pick to the table. And this one, uh, no surprise, it is... It's weird to think that this was still 2021 because it was a long time ago, and I didn't at the time think it would definitely be at the top of my list, but it's been a weird year, uh, but I love this game. I will play it. At this point, I play it anytime. I play it top of my list. I got to pick it. That's Dominant Species Marine from Chad Jensen and GMT Games. I really like this. I really like Dominant Species, but I, I really like this on its own as an alternative. And it, it, it plays really quick. It's fun. The cards are, are interesting. I like the way that the actions resolve and those tough choices of jumping down to pick something and not being able to go back up, but you're trying to beat somebody to an action in that, in that way that the worker placement goes to resolve. I like stealing the uh, special action markers away from each other to try to get other bonuses and actions. And uh, yeah, I like how it's cutthroat, but it, it doesn't, especially the way we played it, it doesn't feel like it goes too long. So Dominant Species Marine is my first pick. And the best pick. Thank you. All right. It, it's uh, low on my list, actually. I've kind of cooled on Dominant Species Wow. Marine. I'd All rather right. play Dominant Species. Agreed. But I still think it's the best game of 2021. I don't think there's a better game that's come out. But anyways. We'll have to see. That'll be more topic for discussion here. Okay. All right. But anyways. Okay. So, all right. So for my first pick, I have to be a little strategic here to try to think what would Richie take? Oh, I think he could take either one of my next two picks that I'm thinking about. So I guess I will simply go with uh, a game that... uh, I really, really enjoyed, and it kind of grew on me with subsequent plays, and that is Imperial Steam. Uh, Imperial Steam is from Alexander Humer from uh, Lignum fame. And like I said, the first time I played it, I was a little like, ooh, I'm not sure. But then subsequent plays, I just kept growing on me and growing on me, and it's it's a very meaty game. I mean, it's a very heavy game. Uh, and you got to do a lot of planning and boy, sometimes if things start going bad, it can, it can be kind of rough. So, um, but 
it's a game that I really like. I like that planning. I like uh, the the feels of the game. I like uh, kind of the challenge of it. It's being really tight and tough. I think there's lots of different ways to kind of strategize and win the game, which I like. Uh, just a game that I really enjoyed and, you know, really glad that uh, it's a game that I'm going to play for a long time, I feel like. So that is going to be my first pick, Imperial Steam. Okay. All right, Richard. Yeah, that was on my list. I was going to take it if you did not. Um, my first pick, and I don't need to take this first, but it is honestly my favorite game of the year. Chad has already mentioned it. Since I play games online, I've gotten to play this game quite a bit. Okay. And that's Golem. Mm. Uh, it it is it's a fantastic game. Wow. It's a mix between like Grand Austria Hotel and Newton. Maybe a little convoluted at times, but I, I like the theme. I like you know having to maintain your golem. And, you know potentially have to kill them before they really jack up your score. It's a it's a nice balance of that. Uh, so yeah, that that's my has been my favorite game for the year, for sure. So that's gonna be my first pick. I cannot wait for that one to come wow. out in print here. I've I'm I'm. I've known that that's probably going to be near the top of my list once I get a it's play. It's a solid game. And when you're playing, is this uh, this tabletop simulator you're playing? Yeah, it's on tabletop. Okay, simulator. it's not a not a one of the other things. Okay. All right, for my second pick, I almost don't want to pick this because it's a little bit of a spoiler for our next review. Okay. Well, but I'm going to pick, pick it. it. I'm going to pick it next if you didn't. All right, so I'm going to go, go ahead. ahead. And, take it. Yep. <laughs> and that's that's corrosion, uh, a game that I was not even. I mean, it was not on my radar at all. Capstone had a really good year, and especially, I mean. When you're talking about midweight to heavy euros, there's yeah, I mean, it's basically just capstone right now. Part. That's for sure, yeah. Uh, but yeah, solid little game. Actually, I'm not going to get into it since we're going to review it next. So, okay. uh, but corrosion, corrosion for my second okay. pick. Very good. Okay, so well for my second pick, um, and yeah, you you took one away there from me. I I was debating whether to take corrosion or imperial steam. Yeah, my first I, one. Yeah, I would have taken. And one I kind of thought, yeah, you're probably going to take whichever one. But um, so for my second pick. I'm going to come out with a game that I played for the first time yesterday, and I have played it four times since yesterday. Uh, just just went and bought this. It was actually a game that I said, if we remember back to our Gen Con preview that we did with our Family Plays games, mm-hmm. um, I said I was interested in this game and then you know kind of forgotten about it. And I saw it at, our, at the game shop here in Omaha, okay. went in there, and I saw it, and I said, you know what, I'm going to give it a shot. And that is origins first builders oh nice yeah i am really smitten with this game i was really surprised at what seems like a very basic game kind of the the levels of strategy that are in it now there's a couple of issues in the game and this might be a game we'll talk about a little bit later on a podcast but but overall the the game is really good you have these uh dice that you're using to go and do worker placement spots and the worker placement spots basically will grow in toughness to get there. Like every time you go there, you crank this dial and then it, you know, it cranks from a one to a two to a two to a three and so on and so on. So they start getting harder and harder to go to these worker placement spots. And so there's a lot of interaction between players on, you know, you can do things to try to help to try to block them. Uh, you got these tracks where you're getting these cards. I mean, just, Everything about it is really cool, and I, you know, like I said, I've played it four times in in two days span, which uh, obviously for me, okay, that's not that unusual, but <laughs> I, I, I got to like a game if I'm going to do that, and so I, I really like this one, and yeah, if this one is, is if it's been on your radar, Punch Punch, check it out. 
I enjoy it a lot. We'll talk more later, but yeah, I'm going to go ahead and draft it today. And that's Origins First Builders. Great pick. Great pick. I, I really enjoy this game because I really like dice drafting stuff anyway. And this does it really interestingly. And I like the the interaction for a Euro game in there. So no, I'm excited to try it out. All right. Uh, not today. I've, I've played it four times. <laughs> I need a little break. <laughs> All right, Chad, over to you for your next uh, two picks. All right. Well, my next one is going to be, when we originally played, it was a pretty limited release, but uh, Spielworks titles always are. So I am going to go with uh, Crescent City Cargo from uh, our friend designer, Jason Dinger. And I think it's already been printed as well by Stronghold Games. I really, uh, I really like the rondels in this game. Uh, and then, you know, trying to move up on the certain tracks that give you special abilities and bonuses and, and just trying to manage that, trying to make sure that you get to take the most advantage of dropping off your cargo uh, where you're where your opponents don't and, and that sort of thing. It's a, it's a nice little game. And I, I would, if we plop this down on the table, I would, I would play it right now. I, totally great game. I mean, uh, I, I really enjoyed this one. Great pick. I mean, it was uh, one of my next ones that I was definitely going to pick if it didn't get taken. Yeah. It was in my top five. It's uh, cause this is just his second published design, right? Yes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm eating a candy I mean, right the now. Candy. I mean, come on, Chad. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah r- very impressive game for, especially for a second design. Yeah. And let's see, for my third pick, uh, I'm just going to give a hint, and that's... (laughs) (laughs) Make Ireland great again! All right, now that we blew out the sound, uh, Brian Boru is going to be my third pick. Uh, I... I, of course, like trick-taking in any form, even though it's kind of a hybrid of a trick-taking mechanism. I like how smooth it is. I like how it dovetails with the area control. Uh, it plays pretty quick, too, if everybody around the table knows what they're doing. So this was an enjoyable game from this past year uh, from Pierce Sylvester and Osprey Games, a nice production. So Brian Boru is my third pick. Okay, good pick. Good pick. All right. So my third pick is going to be from uh, uh, Stefan Feld and Witchstone. Oh, no, that's not Feld, is it? <laughs> Boy, sure does feel like a Feld. That's but, right. Uh, it's an, Actually, it's a Canizia game. And, and Andy, I think it's Andreas Chicaro. You know, as, as we said, for us, it's maybe a little bit of a weaker year. Not a lot of heavy titles came out of stuff, you know, necessarily that we would enjoy. I don't know if this would make a you know, a top for me on, on a lot of years, but this was still a solid little fun game. Uh, you know, my wife really enjoyed it. You know, I got quite a few plays of it in and it still for me felt like it was a puzzle that I would mind coming back to, uh, you're laying these tiles and you know, then it's just totally going up tracks. I mean, it, it I mean, it is a felt game. I mean, Kenizia doesn't know it, but he made a felt game and, uh, but it has lots of neat, you know, combos and, and feel goods and, you know, this it's certainly on the lighter side. And, and, you know, when people try to say that we don't play Euros anymore, I'd like to say that like 90% of our games we just drafted are all Euros. That so, is correct. That is true. correct. And uh, I would say, too, uh, because I, I, I enjoyed this game as well, uh, the, the primary reason to play this and what reminds me of Bonfire, actually, is the little tiles you're placing in your cauldron. He uses the... Uh, it, ingenious mechanism from one of his earlier games ingenious uh and when you are grouping on the tiles together that have the same uh 
action, then you get to take multiple actions, which is also like bonfire in that way. There's some other things that kind of feel like bonfire as well. But uh, I obviously I really like bonfire from a couple of years ago. And so I, I definitely enjoyed this one. A good pick. Sure. Richie. Uh, my next pick, I just got to play with uh, Jessica a few days ago, and that's Destinies. Uh, and this kind of and it was from Lucky Duck Games. Uh, I love Mansions of Madness and those kind of app-driven games, and this one does a fantastic job of it as well. Uh, nice little storyline that you were going out and exploring uh, the different map and trying to f- fulfill your destiny uh, before the other person does. And I like the fact that it's a competitive game. Uh, and just their, the whole finale system that they have in there worked very well. So... Uh, yeah, that's going to be my next pick. Destiny. That's a great pick. Uh, I really liked this game. We even got, and so I'll, I'll let you borrow it when, uh, if you want, but we even got the expansion Sea of Sands I bought at our it after. house. Once, if Jessica likes a game, I go all in. And she, even though she yeah. probably has forgotten about it. <laughs> if I pull it out again, she's like, never seen it before. <laughs> like, but she did seem to like it when you no, were playing she it. liked it a lot. Yeah. 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 Cool. She, she loved it. Yeah. Awesome. Stephanie likes it too. So uh, for my last pick, uh, this one, I like one part of this game. And then the other part <laughs> falls flat for me. Oh yeah, okay. I know. What and you're that's furnace. Yeah, and I love wow. the the auction bidding part of the game. Yeah. And I just wish. And then they are coming out with an expansion, so I hope it it helps that second part of the game because the second part of the game is just all just do your own thing and ignore everyone else at the table. Maybe right. it can be like Railroad Revolution where they just replaced yeah. the bad part and fixed it. Hopefully, <laughs> uh, because it the, no. the the bidding system is good in there. Agreed. Agreed. Really interesting. I agree. It made it was so hard because it's just. All right, do this cool thing where you interact. And now everybody heads down and just sort of, you know, I'll put this card yeah. here, then put, and it just feels well, so rote. You just all of a sudden don't even care what anybody else is doing. You're yeah. just doing right. your own yeah. thing. And, and like, some Boom. games that's okay, but this just feels like, oh, uh, okay, I got to put this here to put the, you know, it just doesn't even feel like interest. There are decisions, but it doesn't feel like interesting ones. Right. right. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, that's my uh, last pick, Furnace. Well, for my last pick, I mean, uh, I mean, it's. I can't pick all euros, right? I gotta, I gotta still pick a, uh, an amazing card game, and it's not actually, it's it's not a GMT. This is a uh, Compass Games, uh, and this is the reddest game you will ever see. <laughs> Good choice. And this is called No Motherland Without, and it, I think it has some sort of a subtitle about mm. the Korean story or something like that. But oh my goodness, this is. I mean, uh, this is similar to a Twilight Struggle where you are playing cards to take different actions and they will have um, action points to do things or they have events. But if you play a, uh, you know, a North Korea card, uh, it will trigger for your opponent or vice versa. So it has that aspect to it. And it's, I mean, it's, you know, very thematic and, and where as, as the, uh, you know, as the, well, everybody of the rest of the world as opposed to North Korea, you're trying to get these people out to safety. And unfortunately, North Korea, you're literally trying to imprison them or take them out, you know, type of thing. So it's very thematic, but it, it, it just kind of immerses you into this world. And like I said, it's whew, red, everything in the game, red, all, all the tokens are red. Every, the board's all red. So, but if you get past that, it's very cool. Honestly, this would even probably be higher on, my draft list or this list, with the exception of I've really only played the one game and I haven't had a chance uh, uh, to to play it again. Uh, but very cool. Definitely, if you like Twilight Struggle type of games, this would be worth you checking out. So, all right. So that is No Motherland. 
without. Cool. I definitely want to play that. Uh, I've heard a lot of great things about it from people that like those kind of games. So put it down, get it, and then I'll be here and I'll play it. All right. That's a plan. I am going to choose for my last one a filler game. And I think it is because it is such such a great design. It deserves to be chosen and it deserves to be talked about. And that is 10 from AEG. Awesome. I feel like if you are a person that likes card games, likes filler games, and has at least three people to play with, this should be in your quiver. Uh, this is a great family gathering game. And it is, a, I mean, it is such a simple design. I think Clef said it's like, it's got pieces of no thanks in there, but then it's also got, depending on how you want to call it, 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 well, it's got it's got an auction system in it, uh, let's just say. And I think that auction mixed with trying to get that run of cards uh, is really interesting. When you start the game, it, I don't. I think the first time you play it, you're not sure what you're doing because you're you're kind of going, well, I I guess I can push my luck here, but then but then I get this, but then you start to realize if you collect enough of those, you can get the higher level valuable cards during that auction that can really put you over the top if you get a large run in a couple of different uh, suits. Right. Uh, it's just a really fun game. It does not. Uh, take a lot to teach. It's just one playthrough, and then you kind of understand what the interaction around the table is. Uh, I, I love the design, and I should say the designers are Molly Johnson, Robert Melvin, and Sean Stankowicz. So good job on them. Uh, it, it also has that Port Royale uh, pressure luck right. aspect to it, which uh, we all enjoy Port Royale a lot. So, yes, yeah. absolutely. Okay. I got to pick this one up. Yeah, you, you do. Because even, like I said, that was one that even Finn, and I, I feel like he's a little bit more finicky these days. Even Finn really liked it because it's a fast playing and it's real easy to understand what you're doing. Well, there we go. So, so list there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I counted here, I think, like eight out of the 12 are Euro games. So just <laughs> there you go. For <laughs> those go. who, yeah. Uh, yeah. So Chad had Dominant Species Marine, Crescent City Cargo. Chad, you want to clap? Oh. Brian Boru. Okay. <laughs> and, and 10. And then I had Imperial Steam, Origins First Builders, Witchstone, and No Motherland Without. And Richie had Golem, Corrosion, Destinies, and Furnace. Now let's we're going to kind of go into, we're going to talk just a little bit overall of top to, of 2021. Sure. And then at the end, we'll just throw in, we'll real quick just rattle off our top, actual top 10 of the year. Sounds so good. I would like to uh, throw out kind of a, a little uh, nod. A little nod to Gabriel Perez uh, because he kind of runs our uh, on our guild. He kind of runs the end of the month. You know, hey, what have you played? What's all those kind of fun stuff that everybody likes to do? And he did one for 2021 and kind of had some ideas of everybody to kind of add. So I kind of stole just a bunch of ideas from him. So yeah, so well, nice. <laughs> I mean, yeah, punch, punch, just make it. Yeah, it's always fun easier. to go through that thread every month. So it, it is, it is. It is. A lot of people talk about what they liked and didn't like. And so, uh, so the first one is pretty simple one here. The number of games that you've played from 2021 was kind of the first thing on there. Uh, I got in 32 2021 games. I had 29. Okay. I almost didn't count one. Uh, Josh made me play Pebble Rock Delivery Service, which I'm pretty sure is a child's game, but eh, it counts. I threw it in there. Yeah, I'm going to count it. Chad? Uh, I 
Don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I did not do my homework on that question. I apologize. <laughs> I can tell you total plays, but uh, I don't know how, exactly how many. Yeah, well, that's next. Yeah, yeah total plays. Go. Chad, okay. just go right in. All right, there. great. <laughs> I got in 309 plays. Uh, okay. th- those 15 games of no thanks were enough <laughs> to put me over thir- 300. Yeah, so. <laughs> how right. about you guys? Richie? Uh, I had 561. Woo. Um, Wait I, a minute. Wait I, a minute. Are these fake ones or at the table <laughs> ones? These these are all my. I got really good about recording my online plays with people that I know. Okay. And then I slacked a little bit. I'm missing like ten games of uh, Race for the Galaxy with Jason in my plays. But uh, these are basically all my my real life plays plus my online plays with people I know. All right, I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Glove? I'm going to tell you here in a moment when we talk about goals for 2022. I really started to slack on recording my plays. Yes, I you don't did. Yeah, know you did. why, <laughs> but literally like the, like the little get together that we had in September, I didn't put a single game on my phone of that whole thing. <laughs> I wrote it down in a notebook. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Where is that notebook? You said, I know. it's over there. He I said he was going to write it down and send yeah. it out to everyone. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. That didn't happen. That didn't I, happen. I was like, um, I didn't put down a single game of age of steam from age of steam con. <laughs> uh, once again, it's written down somewhere. So I'm going to guesstimate and say it's around 400. (laughs) I think it's higher than that for you. Probably. Maybe, but I don't know. So I think in my phone, it's like officially like 360 or something like that. Because I just, like (laughs) I said, I stopped just doing it. Uh, Definitely going to be one of my goals for 2022 is get back to recording every play. Because it's it's just fun and interesting. And I just, I don't know. I got lazy. So, all right. Uh, How about different games, like unique games that you played in 2021? Uh, I'll start on this one. I, once again, not a hundred percent positive, <laughs> but I kind of went back and kind of figured it out. And I think I came up at around 110 unique games for uh, 2021. I think that's low for you too, okay. but <laughs> I had 195. Oh, wow. Unique games. That's really good. Uh, you play a lot of still those little card games yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I'll, so play, I'll play kids anything, games. So. Yeah. I mean, well, I and you, yeah. if you consider online, I mean, cause there's stuff that we would like to play that we haven't gotten to yes. play yet. Yep. So yeah. Uh, 153 for me. Wow, very nice. nice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. I mean, Clef, you weren't so narrow-minded about oh, online right. play. <laughs> Half really of those came that. like at eight at 18xx con. You know, at 18. That's true. That's true. DSM. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So next, we are going to come up with. So this is best to you that you played in 2021. Not necessarily, you know, definitely not necessarily a 2021 game, but just. New game to you that you played in 2021. So, Richie, start us off with that one. Dune. Ah. Uh, Dune has been my my favorite game this year that didn't come out this year. Uh, I've gotten in several plays, and when we do our top 50s, top whatever we do, whatever number we choose, uh, it's going to make an appearance. Okay. All right. Uh, Jake uh, Jake Clark was over last night, and we were playing, and he's like, Clef, you got to try Dune. So I, like, yeah, okay. I, I do think you would enjoy. It. You right. would if we right. got into it. We need to get like yes. a, a we get the six right player group, yeah, group six together because yeah. that's why that play was so great too. We had Corey, we had yeah, Richie, everyone was had, into yeah, it. It was, it was fun. All right, I'm I'm excited about it. Although so Josh so wasn't fun. into it for like the first half. <laughs> no, of the Josh game, but, was like <laughs> Josh was like, but Josh got into it towards the end. Yeah, he didn't like being the friend. I'm wandering around in this damn desert. Uh, uh, Jeff, well, I you? would say, I, I mean, I initially uh, was going to say pretty much the same thing. Um, 
because, I, like I said, I went out and bought it after that. I was so excited. There's another expansion coming. Uh, yeah, I yeah. saw that, which is really cool. But just to be different and put it out there, um, I've played this game seven times already uh, this year, and that's 18 MS, a railroad lead to Mississippi. And that is my new teaching game for 18XX. And uh, so I was very well, pleased to find it. You taught this to Brockman, right? I taught it to Brockman. Uh, he, he said he enjoyed that play. So. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Uh, he's excited to play 18 Dortmund. Yeah. Great. I mean... Let's do it. Let's play. It's heat, sweat, and beer variant. So we'll get that. We'll get that in sometime soon. But yeah, I mean, uh, I've had great success uh, from Rihanna to uh, to Beyonce. Beyonce. Yeah, Beyonce <laughs> and Madonna, Britney yep. Spears. Yeah, they uh, all love the love this game and basically want more. So you know, it's nice. It's nice to be on speed dial for eighteen XX. Uh, but no, it's been a, a good way to teach. And I know for a lot of people, it doesn't offer all the full experience of an 18XX, but uh, the wheel tapping guys uh, that you might might know, uh, one of which is Tony Fryer, who used to be on the uh, Heavy Cardboard podcast. He they, they talk about it in their latest uh, YouTube and podcast and uh, kind of talk about why it's, it's good and it's fun as an intro game. So... If you haven't uh, heard about it, you can listen more in that. But that would be my second best after Dune. What about you, Clef? Uh, this one's pretty easy for me. Uh, this is a game that I have played like five times, maybe six times now. And I just really love the card play in this where you, know, you have different areas of the board and you use these different suits and uh, you battle and stuff with it. It's just so cool. And that is Maria. Yeah, I just yeah, yeah, yeah. so love this game. I just think it's so cool. Um, you know, it's three players only, which is maybe the only small knock. I mean, you got to have that right uh, player group or whatever. But I just, I'm just smitten with this game. I really find it to be so interesting how you have to use those different suits, and sometimes you want to be aggressive. Sometimes you need to kind of stay back because maybe your hand's not, you know, where you need to stay in diamonds as opposed to moving to hearts. And, and it's just a great little puzzle there of. Uh, you know, I, the funny thing about it is you technically could play 12 rounds in the game, and I don't think I've ever made it past like six or something. I don't know. Like the game always ends well before it. So, but love it. Absolutely just cool, which also brought me into Frederick, which I also like. But Maria is definitely my pick for new to me. All right. Uh, next we have, let's go biggest surprise of 2021. The game that you are surprised uh, and I, I guess I should, of a 2021 game, you know, which mm -hmm. was a surprise that you had. So, Chad, why don't you start us off with that one? I'm going to go with Origins, First Builders. Uh, I recently, very recently, got to play this game, and I really was surprised, too, because, I, I don't know, something about it just didn't jump off uh, reading the rules and uh, just watching uh, Rado's play through but i i like dice drafting so i really should have taken a closer look at this but once clef said yeah i i actually really like this because i did i did not think clef would like it uh and i played it and i really really enjoyed it and um, you know i am looking forward to subsequent plays of this game great pick i've definitely a surprise for me too i only think the bigger surprise to me because i had kind of had origins first builders on my radar the game that i did not have on my radar at all was corrosion. Ah. So, you know, so just uh, 
another really good Euro game from Capstone this year, but I had no idea, hadn't heard anything about it. All of a sudden, just heard, you know, somebody was talking about it, and I saw that it was a Euro game, and I was like, cool, I'll take a chance. And absolutely really cool game. We're going to talk more about it on our next episode, so I'm not going to get into it too much, but definitely the biggest surprise of the year for me, hands down, Corrosion. And that was my pick as well, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. Uh, I'll throw <laughs> another one out there. Uh, Red Rising, and this was more because no one likes the game. <laughs> and honestly, if you like Fantasy Realms, it's a better game than Fantasy Realms, in my opinion. So, and I like Fantasy Realms, and we play it as a nice little quick filler, uh, and this is just a nice upgrade. So I'm I'm surprised that like how bad it's done. But overall, I think it's a, a fantastic game if you are looking for like a, just a little quick filler card game, oh. which maybe that's what throws people off is that it's got a big production and all this extra stuff. So, Okay, uh, well, I guess with the good, you got to have the bad. Biggest disappointment. And I'm going to start off the greats here. So Capstone, great Imperial Steam. <laughs> Uh, great corrosion, but boy, my biggest disappointment has to be coffee traders. Now I know when I played it, you know, online, it wasn't all that, you know, didn't hit me, but sometimes online is tough for me. Uh, so I still got the game and yeah, still was not a hit. There was just something about it that just didn't quite work for what it was. And especially I think the bar was really high with it being from the designer of Wildcatters and Wildcatters being, you know, close to my top 10 of all time, I was really excited about this. And so that just really dropped it down. And I just never felt any game was all that spectacular. It, it, that I think is a really fair assessment. And I, I kind of forgot about it, but yes, uh, the, the problem is not what coffee traders is as much as what bar it has to reach with wildcatters. Really? I mean, it's coffee traders. We gave it threes. I think it's not a bad game. It's just that it's nowhere near the interaction. We expected the feeling we expected with, with the way wildcatters. Right. Is. And I mean, and, and just, mm. you know, just uh, saying a couple of games here that, you know, between like corrosion and first builder, the, the interaction there, there's some cool interaction there. And I just never got that great of a feeling from, from coffee traders of, of great interaction just was kind of, I don't know. It was just, okay. And that's just the best way to put it. It did not blow me away. And I think I expected it to blow me away. So for me, that's my biggest disappointment for the year is going to be uh, coffee traders. Richie. Nice. Uh, for me, it was oath. Uh, it's a game that I backed on Kickstarter. Super excited for. I have not played a game until this of Cole Whirlies that I was, you know, didn't like or was indifferent about. And my my second play of Oath with Jake and Ben was much better, and right. I, I definitely enjoyed the game more. But it's still not at the level where you know I'm excited to play the game. And if it if it disappeared from my collection, I wouldn't go looking for it. It's also hard with Oath too because I think that Oath is one of those that you really have to have a dedicated group to to, to yeah. appreciate the experience. And that's kind of, I mean, Cole Worley, understandably, he designs a game that he, you know, wants to get played several times and tells a story and, and your group evolves with it and, right. you know, those kinds of things. So, but it's just not what, it's not our play group. So not most of the time anyway. Right. 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 But I, I, I totally understand. Okay. Yeah. Uh, All right, Jen, what about you? Well, so my biggest disappointment when I thought about it, I mean, Coffee Traders is a good one. Had I had I 
thought about it, but my biggest disappointment just happened recently. And most of it is because I can kind of be shallow and it's such a beautiful looking game with an interesting theme. And I know it's a Euro game, so the theme is sort of pasted on, but Betoku from Devere Games and uh, the designer is German Milan, I think. I hope that I pronounced that right. Uh, but anyway, it's about... Uh, uh, it's a it's about spirits basically kodama spirits and becoming the great spirit of the forest it has that famous filmmaker who's done uh, spirited away and some of those other films that are that are so famous i i i, I don't really want to say the name cuz i'll probably mess it up but anyway he it, it's married with that theme which is very cool it comes through in the components even i mean i i played it with clef he was just he, he he kept saying to to Dan who was there look at this look at that art look at that this looks so cool you know and it does it really looks beautiful the wooden comp- components are really interesting there is a lot of dice placement stuff and sort of a Bora Bora vibe where if somebody places in a section of the forest you have to be higher than that to to be able to take the next action so there's some really interesting uh, mechanisms in it but. I think actually Dan, who played it with us, put it best. Our friend Dan, he said, you know, on its own, each of these mechanisms is interesting while you're doing it, but it's less than the sum of its parts. It just, all the mechanisms together didn't feel that exciting. It wasn't bad. It was just, it was okay. And I wanted these mechanisms to sort of add up to something more. There are definitely definitely combos that you can get to when you're playing the game from a much higher level. It is a really busy board, despite how beautiful it is. And it is, uh, like really involved. Uh, but yeah, it just, it just doesn't add up to something that you want it to be. Yeah. I think you're being a little nicer than you should be. I I don't think it's a good game. I, I think it's, uh, I don't even know if I would call it an average game. I think the, the actions were pretty boring. I don't feel like there was much, um, you know, there was much like, oh, my God, I'm worried that they're going to get to that action before me. I just really did not find it to be all that, you know, just there was not a lot of fun. There wasn't a lot of tightness or anything of those or good feelings even. I didn't even find any like, oh, look at this cool combo I just did with all this stuff. Um, and then to, to top it all off. The stupid stone could walk back across the damn bridge. <laughs> stupid. He was ever. he was so salty because his <laughs> little one. He had like a little one-eyed grimace thing or like a blob thing, and, and Dan raced him. And Dan I didn't was like, realize oh. it was a race. First of all, I explained to him that <laughs> they could not go backwards. Okay, I didn't know it couldn't go backwards. I didn't realize that there was not another path for it. And I was, yeah, so I was a little salty at this point. He threw his one-eyed meeple across the room. room. I I was not very happy. He got rescued, but... Um, but in all seriousness, I, I just, I mean, sticking these dragonflies and this thing together, it was just like a great, you know, I don't, it just wasn't good. You know, I'm, that's, that's all. I'll but have to say so about beautiful. It. And the board was, you could change the board by these inlays too. So that's was just go, go, go to the mountains and look out at the, at the beautiful landscape. If you want beautiful, <laughs> okay. you want a good board game, <laughs> skip on this. All one. right. But Doku is my disappointment. Uh, we're going to do best and not best Kickstarter that you got. So so it's a little bit different. Yeah. Cause I think, you know, everybody's uh, first game was not a Kickstarter. Uh, so uh, Richie, what do you got for best Kickstarter and least? I mean, this is a tough one for me. Cause I, okay. 
I mean, Oath was the only Kickstarter I got this year. Oh. Uh, and that was already in my disappointments. I put okay. down Kemet Blood and Sand because I still have not gotten my copy of the upgrades. So that's a, that, I'm going to have to put that as my worst. Actually, I mean, technically the worst is. I'd say that's pretty <laughs> easily. Right. <laughs> I'd say that's pretty disappointing, too. <laughs> yes. Uh, very disappointing. I've not gotten my stuff for Kemet. Okay. It's stuck in uh, a port somewhere. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, that's my. Uh, and I really. Honestly, if I. My my favorite Kickstarter that I played this year was Darwin's Journey, and we're not. I mean, we're not even supposed to get it this year. We're gonna. I mean, we're gonna yeah. get it in twenty twenty two. We're but, supposed to, but yeah, it didn't. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, of twenty twenty one, that was my favorite Kickstarter that I, I didn't even get. Okay. So <laughs> that's all I got for you. All right, Chad. Uh, this is tough. I'm I'm trying to remember uh, the Kickstarters I got this year. Some of them I haven't even gotten to play yet, unfortunately. I'd like to play my Tokyo series, actually, because uh, I have not gotten to play either of those games yet. So I'm going to go with, um, and admittedly, this is part of the production, too, but I'm going to go with Radlands, actually, by Roxley Games. It's a two-player kind of dueling magic-style game, and it's a really tight resource game. It, it feels a lot like uh, like Magic, I would say. And it's really beautifully produced with these really nice neon-colored mats and these thick bake light uh, tiles that are water that you have in the game that you need for resources to play cards. And the cards are super thick. They're almost like kind of a plastic hybrid. Uh, but they're, but it, it's great production. Roxley usually does great production. It's great production. And I actually really like the gameplay. It's nice and fast and, and plays... Fun. I forget I, that, that is the deluxe version. Yes, for the, that the is the deluxe version. The, yeah. yeah. I, I would like to play it again with somebody who's not incredibly grumpy. And, and, <laughs> and play it with Dan? Uh, no, no play it with Brian. Play it with Brian. <laughs> Brian not only like was it? he didn't like it at all, but he wasn't even trying. And, he was not. <laughs> and I mean, the basic concepts, he was just not getting. And I was like, oh my God, this is just. You know. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, play it again. And, you know, yeah, it, was, it was a little rough. I'm surprised. And, he's usually up for whatever you put him on. That's not the kind is, of game, though, I guess. Yeah. I didn't know that. And you got to, I mean, you got to think every game he plays i give him you know to yeah. play and so i obviously don't play a lot of those type of games now so he doesn't he's not used to having that anyways yeah but uh good pick so thanks all right uh for me hands down best kickstarter that i got this year was crescent city cargo by jason mm, yeah absolutely good pick. great game I'm, i was really excited about it I'm, I'm glad i got that one and then i got hands down the worst kickstarter i got this year maharaja that game yeah. I was so sad when I realized I didn't cancel my my pledge. I, I knew you. Yeah, it was a bad year for Kickstarters for me. Yeah. I knew you had backed it. Yeah, and I already owned the old copy of it. Yeah, and then I I get a pledge manager notification. Oh crap! I, didn't, <laughs> I meant to cancel that. That's awesome. I haven't That's even really punched funny. it. It's just sitting on my shelf. Uh, yeah, getting ready to be sell sold. It. Yeah, because yeah. sell it. Okay, uh, I think now we're down to. How did we do with our goals for 2021? I just wrote down bad. Okay. <laughs> Not good at all. <laughs> so you tried to play 101 games of Age of Steam. Uh, yeah. I got in 41 plays. That's that's, that's still good. good. That's uh, less than good. 50%, but... Uh, yeah. But as far as board game board gaming goes, that's really good. <laughs> that is really good. That is really good. Plays. Yeah. And honestly, Age of Steam Con, I thought I was going to be tired of Age of Steam after going to Age of Steam Con. And it, oh. it just reinvigorated me for more Age of Steam. Yeah. So that, but not enough to get to 101 plays. That's just, it's a hard game to get that many plays in. Absolutely. 
Was there any other goals that you had? I can't. That's all I had. That was your big one? That, okay. that was my big one. Chad, how did you do? Well, I had a 26 by one challenge, which is to play my unplayed owned games. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I played about like seven of those that were on there. Okay. So that's not really good. Um, and then I said 15 plays of train games and I got 23. That's I good. did pretty well with that. I, 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 the majority of which are 18 XX. So when you think of yeah. that, that's pretty I good. I thought you said that you, you were capping the age of steam. Yeah. Plays, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That could count towards it. Exactly. I did bad also. Well, I wanted to get in, you know, 20 games with my daughters and, uh, we had a pretty good summer because, you know, we went on a trip together and we got some games in, but, uh, boy, I'll tell you once school, especially started, forget about it. My, especially my one daughter, she's so rigid in everything she does. There is no way she's putting into her evening time to play a board game. So forget that. So your other uh, daughter learned how to drive, so, right? And my other daughter now drives. She's gone. So she never is around. <laughs> yeah. For, forget about it. Uh, so yeah, I got 12 plays in with both of them out of the 20 that I tried. So not, it's not better, bad. better than 50%. Um, and then, I also had a challenge of games with my wife where I tried to play 20 specific games with my wife and I got to 18 out of 20. Uh, the only two we didn't get to was Rococo and Aquasphere because we kind of did the each of us pick 10 games type of thing. Yeah. So uh, pretty close. I mean, the past, the like the last week before New Year's, I kept telling my wife, we got to do this. We got to do this. And she kept going, yeah, I don't care if you get to your challenge. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. So, well, now it's time to talk a little bit about what are we going to do for a challenge for 2022. Now, before we go around and do our chat, what we're going to kind of do as a goal, I think, because we've never done this, I think we got to do something as a, as a punch borders group that we need to do together for a goal for 2022. Okay. I mean, uh, not necessarily the, the time to spring this on us, but well, okay. you know, hey, <laughs> with the beauty of editing here in about, you know, five minutes, they're just going to hear it. We don't <laughs> that is true. might've taken an hour for us to figure it out. They don't know. <laughs> oh, the beauty of editing. Well, we never came up with anything punch punch. I'll be honest with you. So there was nothing to edit in here, uh, but we are going to come up with a resolution as a group and we will announce it next episode. Back to the program. I have a couple, and I don't know that I'm going to make them specific gaming goals, but I am going to, gosh, I don't know if I'm going to achieve it. I'm going to try try to play a game with every person that at least stays uh, in the hotel for PeePeeCon. Okay. All right. That's one goal. Okay. Okay. And then my other goal is, because we didn't do it this year, I want to, if... I, you, you never know. Uh, you make these these hopes and and things, and then who knows? You know, twenty twenty two comes and sits on it. But I'm hoping that we can do a good big event for extra life this next year, this year, so that you know, because we kind of skipped it last year. I'd like to do stuff where we get together and do something again for extra life if we can. I'd really like that. That's my okay, other okay. goal. Good call. Good call. I like it. Raise right. some good money for the children's hospital in town. Nice. Well, when Chad first started that off and he's like, you know, not necessarily game related, I was going to be like, I'd like to lose 15 <laughs> pounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd like to quit smoking and yeah. I'd like to, you know. And Chad doesn't smoke, by the way. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. None of us do. Okay. Um, no, that was good. I, I like that. And I, 
I think I'm kind of a little bit with you right now. I am absolutely not going to make a goal that includes playing these games because I realized at some point, sometimes that it's like, okay, well, I'm trying to play this game just to play this game. And then I don't really necessarily want to. So what I'm going to do is just really concentrate on kind of plays, I think. So the first one that I came up with, and I already, you know, passed this off with the wife and she said, okay, is I'm going to try to play a hundred games with my wife this year. So it doesn't matter what games they are, just a hundred games with my wife this year. And, but I told her, you know, we can't sit there and play, you know, whatever, some, you know, gone on clever 20 times or whatever, you know, it's gotta be some, you know, meaty games that we're playing, but it can be any games we want to. So that way, when I get new games and shove them in front of her, she's like, okay, well this one at least counts. Cause last right. year that was part of the problem. It was like, well, you know, yeah, we could go play Aquasphere, but I want to teach you this new game. So sure, now, yeah, I'm mm. just going to talk just a hundred games. And then I'm kind of a little bit with Chad on what you said about how you'd like to play a game with everybody who, who comes to PPCon, which I, would just love to do that period no matter what. But I put down, I want to try to play with 60 different players over the course of the year. I checked this last year. I did uh, 40 people. So I'm going to bump it. I'm going to try to do, you know, 60 different people just to try to get games in with different, different people. And so that's kind of my goal is just to do 60 different people. All right. Nice. Okay. All right. Richie. All right. One of my goals is to play X games so many times now. There are four games. It bugs me how bad I am at them, and I just want to get a little bit better. Okay. So I'm going to do a four by 50. These are all games that I can play online because I know I can't count on people in the real world to play all these these okay. games with me. <laughs> right. So <laughs> I'm going to do a four by 50, uh, and the four games are At the Gates of Loyer. Oh, wow. Ooh, I'm yeah. right there with you. Okay. Me too. I figure I can get, okay. I can get yeah. a couple plays in with okay. you guys. Uh, Clans of Caledonia. Oh, I'm there too. Uh, Fields of Arrow. All right. Nope. And Gaia Project. <laughs> yep. I am so bad at Gaia Project. Me it's too. Rid- and Joe, te- he's been coaching me up. And I just played a game with Joe. It was Joe, uh, I think Richard, and uh, Jason Brent. I came in second place with 101 points. I'm yeah, always no happy to close. crack. I'm always yep. happy to crack uh, 100 yep. points. Yeah. Joe had 270. Well, he has gotten a hundred <laughs> plays of that. Age, I know so you're not going to touch him I under, I understand. anytime soon. Um, um, I understand that I shouldn't even be comparing myself to it, but it, it, I just want to, and the bonus goal for these uh, plays is like on board game arena on uh, Yukata, they have rankings, whatever. And you can get to like, just where you're a normal player, uh-huh. <laughs> like skill wise uh, on all these. That's where I want to get. It's a normal, just normal. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's my yeah. X number of plays goal. Uh, okay. The other one, uh, Knox, he has been wanting to play so many games, and he keeps asking. And he's he's clipping at Clef's heels uh, for you know top plays with oh. a certain person. Wow! In a year, wow. Jessica's at the top. I, okay. We play all the time. Okay. Then it's Clef, and then it's Knox. So I'm gonna the the goal is wow to get Knox ahead of me. Get get Knox ahead of Clef. So what is that? I'm like, hey, Rich, no, of course, now that I made that goal, yeah. he's not gonna want to play any games, course, yeah. but. I'll throw it out there. I'm going to be like, hey, Richie, you want to play a game? And he's going to be only if Knox is playing too. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, I would like to say, um, I... uh, I I looked at my past stats. I had 85 different players this year. 
which is pretty good. Well, I mean, that standing out on a street corner for 18XX worked out pretty <laughs> well for me. Yeah. You also don't record your place. Yeah, anymore. that's true. You really so, don't. All right. So we'll see. If 60 yeah. seems like too low, maybe I'll bump it up or whatever. But I yeah. just, yeah. Yes. I, mean, I know. I'm sometimes teasing. I get sick of seeing Dan and Brent's face every single Sure, Friday, I would you know, too. You get, yeah. yeah mm, something new. Okay. So uh, I guess we're on to favorite memory from okay. 2021. Okay. So, uh, Richie, you look like you're chomping to the bit to say it. So what what, what was yours? Uh, mine was Age of Steam Con. Colin, Chad. Chad. Oh, you guys suck. <laughs> I can't even believe that it. It was, wasn't even a game. No, you guys it was so fan. You were and, so awful. And it was all, and, we still, and then we had to go and play Weather Machine for four hours. But oh, it was all worth it to, to it see was, Chad's face. Chad's face was so good. You, and you guys were so <laughs> awful, too, because I totally wouldn't have answered, except that you were like, oh, yeah, Tim wants to see you. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. And he like he went somewhere quiet in his house, yeah. and he was, yeah. Oh, was, man, we did and then so when he perfect. realizes. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I'm going to say that, uh, that mine was uh, that play of Dune. That's part of why, because it was funny yeah. and memorable. Wow. And like part of it was, you know, like, like I said, um, basically, um, Richie getting all upset, you know, when, <laughs> when Corey came back from the kitchen and Corey's like, why why'd you do that? And I was like, well, Richie was, uh, you know, said that that's what we should do. And he goes, that was said when he was in the kitchen. <laughs> so then you like, almost pulled off the, yeah, ep- the I, epic win. I, I came did. Real close. I did. It, that was, that was, yeah. Uh, if you hadn't uh, thought something fishy was up. Uh, yeah. You might've been there. Yeah. So that was, that was really fun. And uh, honestly, because it was couched in that weekend of just spending time together, uh, out in nature, which was nice for me. I know I was the only one taking long walks in the in the mornings but it was nice it was just nice to be out there i enjoyed drinking my tea and watching you walk off into the distance (laughs) (laughs) i enjoyed sleeping in my little uh cave (laughs) (laughs) i couldn't tell what time of day it was uh i don't know man i don't know if i have a i mean you know our our little wahoo thing that we did you know in wahoo nebraska just with some some uh, of our friends and just hanging out was awesome um you know what? This is going to sound kind of, I don't know, but this is really my favorite memory of 2021 is kind of getting to announce that we're going to have an official PPCon. I mean, that just, uh, you know, I, you know, and obviously I was kind of worried at first, like, is everybody just going to look at us like, oh, yeah, right. I'm going to come to freaking you know, Nebraska or whatever, but we've already got obviously a ton of people signed up and that just, I think that is just kind of, a cool thing where I, you know, just, I'm excited. I can, I'm really looking forward to meeting a lot of the punch bunch that I've never gotten to meet and play games with them. And I think that that just is my moment this year of, wow, we're actually going to be able to do this. And, you know, obviously it's not coming until 2022, but I'm excited that that kind of happened and you know, looking forward to uh, getting to have that experience in 2022. Yeah. That's definitely what I'm most looking forward to yeah. in the year. Oh, the punch bunch and the, Slack, which on a busy day, I can't check nearly as much, but that's those, those guys power me through. So yeah, I, I, I look forward to, to seeing them next year here. Uh, I mean, real briefly, I guess just 20, 2021 in general for games. Uh, I mean, good year, bad year in between year. I mean, and, and I mean, talking overall, obviously there's a lot of games, you know, like I know, you know, like there's stuff like Sleeping Gods that there's probably not anything that necessarily we would play, but I know that's a really big title that's out there. I mean, uh, I'm excited to try Ark so, Nova. 
yes. uh, when that yeah. comes out. Yeah. yeah, that, and I want to play Golem. It's a better year than 2020. Okay. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, especially for the kind of lighter, almost family weight games, I'm, I was very happy with those games this year. Yeah. You know, like Kibitos for like a family weight game was good. Uh, you know, stuff like that worked out well. Yeah, I thought the lighter games were stronger. And I and I told Clef, uh, I think that uh, for me personally, there was dominant species marine and then everything else, if, you know, th- there's the lighter playing games that I like to play with the family, but everything else for me had at least a wart or two. And, th- and that's just my feeling on it. So although it wasn't uh, as weak as as last year maybe um and and again still not getting to play some that i feel would be heavy hitters uh it was still a weaker year for me personally yeah much better euro year euro game mm. year than the previous year cuz last last year just i mean it was it was pretty slim pickings out, out there uh you know thank goodness for capstone cuz i mean they came up with they some good heavy year. hitters but i mean still some other uh you know, boards and dice with uh, this new just Origins first builders. Uh, you know, Jason Dinger with uh, Crescent City Cargo. Just so for me, I would say a very, very, I would say good Euro year four is still being as light of the number of play, you know, games as I think we're kind of out there. Sure. And a lot of, you know, as I said, Arc Nova is still coming. You know, I'm still looking forward to playing Gollum. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, you could even throw in the fact, I mean, if you wanted to say there's, uh, you know, Great Western Trail had a second edition that had some new things. A lot of good reprints this year, so, yeah, for sure. Yeah. A lot of lot of reprint stuff. So, uh, What about expansion? I guess we didn't do expansion. I didn't even, for some reason, that one didn't hit my radar. Did we have an expansion out there? That I, was, today, I just got the Pipeline expansion, but I haven't read it. Yeah, so, I right. got that too and, and okay. still haven't gotten to play it yet, so. Yeah, I've got it too, and so I haven't played it yet. <laughs> Why did all three of us buy? I don't know. <laughs> Actually, for me, it was a hey, gift. Hey, Mine was a gift because we, we like to support uh, Ryan Courtney, you know. I, so yes, there you this, go. This there you go. That's that's why we do it. You know. There you go. We don't actually play Ryan's games. We just buy them for <laughs> him. <laughs> put them we don't the put them on the shelf. You know. But uh, uh, what else? I mean, there. I can't think of a lot of like. Oh my God! Oh. I was really dying for this experience. Grand Austria so. Hotel. Oh, oh right, yeah. good call. The yeah. one yeah. that we didn't get. Yeah, the one <laughs> none of us get it. Yeah, <laughs> we still got to get over to Brockman's house and just, I got to steal yeah, it. Yeah, steal it, that sucker. I don't from. think I don't think they're going to release it. So it doesn't. That's I, awful. I mean, why you, would they not do that? They don't like they money. They don't like money. You know, just just like what's your game? Why did they not continue to make board games? I don't know. They just stop liking money. I mean, because they can do it without high production values. Yeah, right? they don't. Have, they do oh. not have to make a deluxe edition of yeah. the expansion. No, okay. they could they just because be most of the people that have the game that would buy it are just have the basic yeah. right board game. Yeah. So. And that's. I mean, that's lookout games. I just yeah. don't get it. No, I don't know either. Yeah. It makes no sense. All right. All right, so at this point, I guess to kind of finish off 2021, we'll just real quick run through what our top 10s of the year were. Richie, why don't you go ahead and give us your top 10 of 2021? All right, so for my top 10, starting with number 10, uh, that's Furnace. Uh, And then from that, we're going to go to Botanic for my number nine. Uh, For my number eight, we have Brian Boru. Then for my number seven, we have Red Rising. Uh, for my number six, Dominant Species Marine. Wow. This is wrong. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, the, the problem with it for me is that I would rather play Dominant Species. So it, it takes a hit, especially when then you compare it to my number five, Imperial Steam, a new design 
that I really enjoy okay. and that I would play over okay. Dominant Species. Uh, my number four, uh, Destinies. My number three, Crescent City Cargo. My number two, Corrosion. My number one, Gollum. Wow. Okay. All right, Chad. All right. Well, we'll start off with uh, a Canizia for my number 10. So I will pick uh, Witchstone. It's a nice uh, medium light uh, family game, uh, and I can play it with almost anybody. So I, li- I, li- I enjoyed that. Uh, my number nine is Imperial Steam, as Richie mentioned. My number eight is Brian Boru. My number seven is Destinies. My number six is So Clover, which I could have called another surprise. Uh, that was the other one that uh, got played like umpteen times uh, at the family gathering. Uh, it is a party game that is fantastic and addictive, just like Just One is. We just we were in tears laughing at how we were trying to tie these words together on a grid. It's you could say it's an activity because scoring. Even it's a cooperative, and scoring really doesn't feel like it matters all that much. But we just had a blast. It was you. It's like potato chips. You couldn't just play it just once. So so clover. My number five is ten. Sorry that I didn't sync that up. Uh, my number four is Imperium Classics and Legends. I still really like this deck builder and uh, enjoy enjoy it at two players. I've yet to play it solo yet, but I I will. Um, my number three is Origins First Builders. My number two is Crescent City Cargo. And then for my number one, uh, head and shoulders above is Dominant Species Marine. That is correct. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, okay, I partly did this just to sync up. My number 10 is 10. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> my number nine is Arkwright the Card Game. Now, this could go higher. And it could Potentially, go it could lower. Go lower. <laughs> I've only got one play of it in, and we didn't even quite finish it. I think we no. got through two of the three yeah. rounds. Um, a lot of similarities to Arkwright, but then lost a little bit of its teeth. But yet yeah, it has some the... interesting things going on. So I, I'm, at this moment, I'm still going to throw it on the list because it's still Arkwright, you know, but uh, we'll see. Uh, number eight is Witchstone. Number seven is Brian Boru. Number six is Crescent City Cargo. My number five is Origins First Builders. And my number four is Corrosion. And boy, those two are like really nip and tuck right now for me. My number three, I'm, I'm still, like I said, I've only played one game and I didn't quite even finish it. No motherland without. But I once again, I think this game could, will probably climb. I mean, what I played of it was amazing. So, uh, but my number three, number two is Imperial Steam and I don't know what Richie's talking about. Number one is still Dominant Species Marine. I don't care. Yes, maybe Dominant Species is better, but Dominant Species Marine is by far the best game that was released in 2020. It's like it's like saying, oh, would you like uh, the cheeseburger from Pizza Pie Guys or would you like the double hamburger from Pizza Pie exactly. Guys? Exactly. I mean, you're still getting a great <laughs> yeah. burger no right. matter what. Right. That makes it's no sense. still delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Worked perfect in my opinion, Chad. I liked it. So you, right. <laughs> right now, you'd rather play... Dominant Species Marine instead of Imperial Steam. Yes. Okay. Yes. Hundred percent. Out of all those games I listed, but Dominant then, Species Marine is still. If we're going to play Dominant Species, you would still yeah. prefer to play regular Dominant Species. Uh, I I think I could go both ways. I, I like them both. Uh, player count. You, you heard that in his voice, right? Player yeah. count would matter. Okay. If I've only got three or four players, I'd rather do Dominant Species Marine. If I've got five or obviously six, I'd rather do Dominant Species. Four? You'd, I didn't even four. Four, I, you're still, 
Yeah. I'm on the fence. I yeah. play them both. Yeah. I like okay. them both. I'm it's still a- saying you can't count dominant species. I'm talking <laughs> overall 2021. Okay. Dominant species marine still the best game that was released. Period. All right. I would not be shocked in a couple of years if dominant species marine is no longer on your shelf. And just dominant species is there. And then I will say, Richie, you were correct, but I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I, do I think, think there are spaces happen. for both. I really do. I uh, really do. I agree. I think it's still a masterful. I really like the... It's good. It was... You know, no rounds. It? You're just rolling. It was six you know, for me. So. You're acting like I insulted it. It's on the list. It's six. That's an insult. I'm, <laughs> I'm insulted for the late, great Chad Jensen right now. I'm, I'm very insulted, right? <laughs> uh, okay. So there we go. There we have it. The top uh, game. So when we go in to put the thing, obviously we'll do just the normal draft. And then I'll go ahead and then put a separate poll up that was just kind of for fun on who uh, they thought had the best just overall top 10. And then obviously the main thing is there, Punch Punch, we'd love to see what your top 10 of 2021 was uh, and tell us why and kind of give us some ideas. We I and love. we want to know where Dominant so. Species Marine is. So, <laughs> yes. For sure. <laughs> I've already told you where it is. It's the best game in 2021. We don't need to ask anymore. All right. Chad, we got a little uh, looky look back? We do. Hey, Punch Bunch, are you tired of having all your resources and chits all over the table? Well, do I have a solution for you? Magnetic hex trays from 3D Bitspace. They will keep your table organized and be a huge space saver. So head on over to 3D Bitspace at Etsy.com and order yours today. And if you mention Punchboard Paradise, you're going to get a free hex tray. Two hundred and seventy-five moons ago, we played Marco Polo Two, and we gave it a review. Do you all remember what you gave it? Uh, no, Chad, I do not remember what I gave it. <laughs> fives? Did we give five? I think you two gave it fives, and I gave it a four because okay. I, 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 w- I was kind of under the idea that it was expensive for what I thought was an expansion. Was kind of my feeling on it. Uh, for me. I might, I think I'll keep it at a four. I did acquire it. Uh, and I think it's worth having if you really, really like Marco Polo, but you don't need it because I, I really, I do really like Marco Polo, but I, I will still definitely play the old one. I don't think this surpasses the old one at all. Okay. Um, it surpasses the old one. If you play with the Venice board and stuff like that, I don't think you need that from the old one, that Venice expansion thing. Yeah. No, but, you don't need it. No, I don't mind it though. But you don't need the it. traveling cards is the only like, right? Yeah, must yeah. from the Almost old one. Essential, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's I like that a lot. But right, so I would stay at a four. What about you guys? I I think I would be where you're at now. I think I'd come down to a four. I, I think it's still a very very solid game. But I think as my taste kind of have changed, I would think I would say Marco Polo and Marco Polo two have kind of drifted down a little bit for me. I'm, I'm kind of with you. It, it is really just well, literally Marco Polo 2. I mean, it is just mm-hmm. a same game with just a little bit different mechanics. I I do like that it's a lot harder to get uh, camels in Marco Polo 2. Like in the original game, you just fast as you could, you got camels and you went after the black dice just so that you had those. In Marco Polo 2, you can't do that because sometimes it's just not even worth it. And I, and I like it made it tighter in that way, but made travel more interesting 
it, it did some really cool things. Still a solid four. I still think it's a very, very good game. So, Richie? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm coming in at a four. It's probably a, a high four, so like really like a 4.5, but four for the podcast here. Uh, insane. I mean, I'm I'm in the same boat with you guys. It's, you know, I'll, I'll play either one, Marco Polo or Marco Polo 2. Doesn't matter. They're basically the same game. Give you the same feel overall. Uh, solid game worth checking out uh, if you like it. Marco Polo. We had a lot of uh, interesting thoughts on the guild and some back and forth too, but uh, we'll uh, each read a response from from people, which would be interesting to kind of note. Tim Crisco said, I have played both Marco Polos on BGA a fair amount, trying to decide if I would buy one when I was discovering I like Luciani and Tashini games. I like two much more than one, but what soured me on the game is how the character who gets to traveling without paying costs wins so much of the time. It may not be statistically overpowered, but I've only ever won playing him. And when an opponent had him, that's who always seemed to win. Decided not to buy it. He didn't rate it, okay. but, you know, that's some interesting thoughts there. Yeah. yeah. And I can see it. And it, it probably, you know, if you have, you know, every player is a master at the game, it probably evens out. But obviously, usually when you're playing a game, you got new people and the that's an easy character to win with. Richie, why don't you read what our resident on the Slack channel, our resident solo gamer, uh, our guru of solo thought about the game, Dead Squirrel. What do you have to say? Uh, so he says, I didn't like Marco Polo at all, so I never played Marco Polo 2. I think the hype was really out of control for Marco Polo, and everyone loved how each player felt overpowered, but it balanced out. I guess my issue was that since every player power was overpowered, that meant that none of were really overpowered, and therefore regular player powers would have sufficed. The game overall was boring and didn't grab my attention. I know a lot of people love it, so it's one of those games that are super popular that didn't click with me at all. Uh, and then he he gave it a rating of a two, which honestly, okay. even though he hasn't played Marco Polo right. two, he's played Marco Polo, so you could you could rate it. Right. Tell us what our buddy Bryce Journey had to say. Well, Bryce said Marco Polo two is a five of the punchboard scale for me. It was a top 10 for 2020 for me. And if I were re to redo that list, it would remain on that list and probably move up a couple of slots. The original was a good game, but the sequel does everything that the original does and improves on every single way. I am baffled why anyone would prefer the original over the sequel. The new elements fit seamlessly into the system and make each individual part more interesting and make the whole feel more connected as a result. I too was skeptical of this game needed to exist at first and didn't buy it right away. But after learning it on VGA, I went out and made acquiring a copy my priority. I own both, but fully expect the sequel to continue seeing more playtime. In fact, I haven't played the original since the sequel came out. Fully expect the sequel to continue to see more playtime. So yeah, so Bryce really, really likes this one and yeah. says it's better. So, I think yeah. my first play was with them uh of the original marco polo they really like uh tashini and luciani games as well yeah yeah and, and there were a lot of people in the forums that were talking about that they, they had never played it but they had played one so they just skipped it yeah. and honestly yeah if you didn't like one i don't think you're gonna like two no if you didn't like well there's you're definitely not it did not change anything no. in that sense um you know maybe to a lesser degree but this to me is very similar to brass you know and then brass birmingham it's the same game. I mean, anybody who tries to tell you that they're two different games, that is wrong. I mean, you literally are playing cards, doing the same actions, and playing to locations and, and building stuff. 
but obviously the feel has a different feel. I think the same thing for Marco Polo to Marco Polo too. Mm-hmm. You're still doing the same thing of placing dice out as, as, as worker placement. You just, some of the actions are a little bit different in, in what you're doing. So yeah, absolutely. We got a lot of games talked about in this episode. And if you really are wondering, oh, is this game something for me? And you live in the Lincoln, Nebraska area. What should you do, Richie? I'd run down to Hobbytown. And that's right. Run, don't walk. Richie is correct there because they have tons of really informed employees to help you make great decisions about your gaming collection. Okay, well, I think that just about wraps it up for this lovely 2021 episode. Hope you got some uh, good uh, gaming opinions there, and please uh, feel free to drop yours on the Guild, Guild 3227. Let us know what you really enjoyed from the year, your likes, your dislikes, your big memories, your disappointments, all those things. And Punch Punch, whether you live in Lincoln, Nebraska, or you live across the pond in the UK, we love you equally. Please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. All right, everybody. Have a great night. Thanks for listening. Punchboard Paradise would like to thank our loyal listeners as well as the publishers and designers that have provided review copies. You can find us at punchboardparadise at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Punchboarders. We are on Instagram at Punchboard Paradise and Facebook at Punchboard Paradise. and you live in the Lincoln, Nebraska area, what should you do, Richie? I'd run down to Hobbytown. I still want to know who your favorite employee is, Richie. (laughs) 